I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In a bar. There we go. We're up and running. We're recording. Mm. I just don't know how to start these things. So is this our intro? Yeah, it is. And as you've heard from the tone of them usually, it just sort of ambles in. Yeah. Should we amble into this one? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Chance to be a fine thing. Oh, I say. <laughs> um, well, here we are. I've got Phil Donnelly with me today. Hello. Thanks for coming and taking on presenting duties. Thanks for having me. It's a dream come true. <laughs> Your eyes aren't saying that, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're in my comfy lounge. Uh, there's cats here and... Slightly allergic, but I'll be okay. Are you? Yeah, it's Cat fine now. Or a hay yeah. fever? Which one? Both. Both. Yeah. Oh, are you on antihistamines? Not yet, so... Oh. If my face explodes mid-record, you know why. <laughs> I sort of want... I'm going to keep it going on yeah. and on yeah. until that point. Yeah. <laughs> I've got them somewhere, the antihistamines. Yeah. <laughs> What's been going on in your life, Phil? Uh, been quite busy. It's been quite nice. A couple of weeks in Germany on oh, a yeah. tour, doing Nashville Live, which was um, amazing. Yeah. yeah, just playing like two weeks of playing sort of country hits from like Mel Haggard, Dolly Parton, Shania Twain. Uh, yeah, you know all the all the bangers, big hitters. Yeah, all yeah. the big hitters. We did like a bluegrass section in the middle of the gig and stuff. It was really good to kind of get your head just to focus on one style of playing. Yeah sort of you know committing to that and an amazing band an amazing cast and what sort, sort of, of venues were you doing we did we did we did quite a lot of sort of medium-sized sort of theaters of the theater, yeah, theater venues and then we also did we did this one place called fabric which fortunately isn't like the fabric in london <laughs> oh i'm disappointed it's a um it's an old factory uh in the middle of Oh, in the middle of somewhere in Germany. Sorry. And uh, it was nothing like any of our other venues. It was incredible. Um, I posted oh, cool. some photos and videos from it. But yeah, this kind of big, tall, kind of gl- glass ceilinged, kind of Was it old Hamburg? School. Sure. Yeah, oh, let's call it. Not. I don't know if it was Hamburg. I feel Hamburg, I can't remember now. I will look that up and... Well, you can look it up yeah. for your own pleasure. Yeah, it's too pleasure. late for yeah, it's us, isn't done it? Now. Yeah, it's yeah. been said, so that's yeah. it. Yeah. But um great. But yeah, no, that was amazing. Uh that was an amazing space. Mm. Quite nice to tailor the gig for the room. Mm. So, you know, if you've got like a you know, thousand people or something all sat down and listening to you and how you kind of approach the gig like that. And then if you've got people that are expecting a, a big concert, mm. so you know, knowing it's 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 knowing how to play the kind of the quiet bluegrass or the kind of ballads in those rooms and hold everyone and yeah we're all super aware of that and i think i think the shows were the shows were really well received so oh, cool it was nice it was um a lot of driving but it was uh yeah what were you fun. were you on a tour bus we were on we were on a splitter and it it, it sounds worse than it is there were six seats in the back for six people <laughs> oh god now i nailed it first one in the splitter got the best seat in the house well done yeah behind the driver 
So I had like a window and like something to lean against the wall. And I was near the plugs, plug oh, points. Yeah. Well and, I had, and I was the only one with a little drinks holder. Now, I didn't make a big deal of this, the other guys. I sort of pretended I was suffering like they were. But I, I even occasionally got the old whiff of uh, air conditioning. Oh my so, god! So yeah, no, I was quite lucky in that in that department. Um, I think some of the guys in the back got quite warm. But oh dear, yeah. that's like can't twelve hours in one of those is oh, is a long time. Brutal. Um, yeah, and our two drivers, Luke Thomas and Luke Barrett, were so bad at driving. No, I'm joking. They're brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're amazing. Okay, I'm kidding. Um, so that was really nice to have those guys. But yeah, um, oh, that's it, great. It, the, the, the travel was was we got to know each other. Very well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's lovely. You don't yeah. look too scarred. So no, I think I've excellent. made it out alive. Yeah, well know. done, well yeah. done. Yeah. Hey, you've hooked us up with somebody great today. Yep, we're very lucky. Go on, Phil. We've got Jill her. Andrews. Um, I think we mentioned this in the podcast, but I met Jill in November. She was opening up a show I was doing with Kezia Gill. And uh, yeah, we just, I really, her, her set was incredible. We really hit it off. And, yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to be doing a tour with her later on in the year, in the start of October. Yeah. Uh, all around the UK, which is exciting. Very and exciting. Yeah. And she talked a bit about, about that. But um, but yeah, I just got really hooked on her music. And so, yeah, and we managed to get her on the podcast and got some stuff coming up with yeah, her. Thanks. So, yeah, thanks. Um, I was toying with reading her Wikipedia page. Should Love I do that. that? I think you should. Okay. And I hope that most of it's wrong. I hope so yeah. too. So this, during our chat with Jill, who is so lovely and yeah. so interesting, um, I was really worried because there are a few moments where I, I quote things that I did find on her Wikipedia nice. page. And I was waiting for her to say, where the hell did you get that from? Or that she'd written them herself as red herrings to catch people like oh you out. Oh, my God. Out. And yeah. maybe she had and Maybe she just didn't say because she's Jill Andrews nice. has six toes. <laughs> this will get them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she sings purely in Chinese. <laughs> yeah. um, here we go. I'm going to read from it. And you tell me if there's anything that springs out. So if there's well. anything that's wrong, I'll just go, ah, ah. Okay, great, great, great. Jill Ellen Andrews. Ah, 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 ah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> is an American singer-songwriter based in Nashville, Tennessee. She co-founded the indie folk alt country band, The Everybody Fields, leaving in 2009 to pursue a solo career. In 2018, she co-founded the duo Hush Kids with Peter Grunwald. I might have said that wrong. Grunwald? Mm, okay. I'm we sure. Ask the audience okay, on that one. Okay, great. I will. Jill, Put it in the comments. You yeah. tell us. Um Songs by Andrews have been featured in several television series, among them Tell That Devil, co-written with Emery Dobbins and Matthew Mayfield. She talks about that, so I'm yep. not going to spoil that for you right now. Um, uh, she was, One of her tunes was included in Teen Wolf and the originals and Rustle Gold, co-written with Elise Hayes in Grey's Anatomy and Beauty and the Beast. Huge. Rust or Gold was released as a single concurrent with its debut on Grey's Anatomy and within two days ranked in the top 10 of iTunes singer-songwriter charts. That was really well read, Verity. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> was it? It was very well read. Was it? I panic when I start reading. No, I wouldn't I mean, be able to do what you've just done. Yeah. Oh, you which I want to, I yeah. almost want to give you a reading challenge now. Not going to happen. Can't <laughs> read. Yeah. As you're here during this podcast, a few challenges have been laid down and at the end we will discuss <laughs> some of the things <laughs> I may have said to Jill, may have stitched you up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> should we go should we go to the chat? Let's go to the chat. Enjoy. This is Jill Jill Andrews. Andrews. Yay! 
I should have reminded you about the whole yeah. that. But no, it's okay. No, it's it's okay. looking good on the way. Don't swear. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> you can. You can swear. It's fine. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so this tour is tying in with... Um, with the album releasing mm-hmm. and it's modern age now is it the modern age let's get that exactly right modern age no it's just modern age yep you got it congratulations so i've you. heard some of the tracks where it's just absolutely stunning thank you brilliant thank you how are you feeling about setting it free on the world now i'm feeling really good about it i've, I've been releasing singles for a few months now and um it's yeah it's going well it feels you know when you work on something for so long um, it feels great to finally get it out there. Um, yeah, um, I've always, I've loved these songs for a few years now, and um, yeah, I'm excited about it. So I'd love to know how you sort of recorded the, the record. There's so much band stuff there, but I'm hearing a lot more like electronics and fun stuff like that in it. Mm-hmm. Did you have like a rhythm section tracking, or how did you how did you do it? How did it how did those Yeah, we we spent, let's see, we spent three days in the studio with a full band, um, a drummer, bass player, a few multi-instrumentalist dudes. So um, a guy that was playing bass and he was also playing some guitars and um, keys. And then the producer, Lucas Morton, is a he's a multi-instrumentalist as well. So he plays everything. Um, And yeah, we had a drummer and... It was awesome just like, you know, recording the songs one by one. And then we took them back to Lucas's home studio um, here in Nashville and just kind of built them out from there. And um, Tyler Chester is one of the guys that plays on the record. And he's he's awesome. He's a producer in his own right. He's produced mm-hmm. Madison Cunningham and Sarah Brellis. Amazing, 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 amazing um, producer and musician. And he added so much um, just just um, I don't know, like heart and um, just kind of different elements. He added um, a lot of the electronic stuff that you were talking about, Phil. So, um, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's I can imagine that process. I've done it a little bit, but not quite the same. That process of going from you know, more often than not, whenever I'll do like a session for an album or some songs for an album or something and a rhythm section day, by the end of like a couple of days, that's a pretty good representation of how it's going to sound on the record. You know, they might track up some more vocals or some BVs, percussion or whatever. But I quite like the thought of like, at that point, you know, after your days of tracking, you've still got quite a long bit of the journey ahead you know oh yeah it's quite exciting that yeah yeah it took us i mean several months after we recorded it in may um let me see what was that may of 2022 and so yeah i mean it's just you know it's not even out yet so yeah yeah Yeah. super long journey with it and it's a but as with so much of your music it's a very sort of personal it feels like a very personal album so in with that whole thing about bringing other people into the process is that a hard thing to do to kind of hand over your own very personal work and let other people in or do you just kind of know these guys so well that you can trust them now yeah I was gonna say um Lucas I've worked with him a few times I mean honestly for several years now he's quite a bit younger than I am he's not even 30 yet but he's just yeah I know he's a child but he's so you can do better (laughs) (laughs) he's 
so brilliant. And we just get along so well. And um, I love him and I love his family. And yeah, he just, he lives down the road from me. He actually used to rent a studio in my basement. The the room that I'm sitting in right now was like part of his studio. So yeah, we've been Amazing. very intimate friends for a long time. So intimate that, you know, he'd be like, uh, texting me, hey, can you like tell your daughter to stop running around upstairs because <laughs> I'm trying to record this you know this acoustic guitar part or whatever um did you do 30s in that room or am I getting confused yeah yeah we recorded yeah. 30s in my basement so Amazing. yeah that's, yeah. So cool. oh, that's great yes. yeah it yeah. was very cool very cool um it was very convenient for me I would just like yeah. you know <laughs> I'd get a cup of coffee and I mean Lucas and I are so close. I would just like walk downstairs in my pajamas and we'd just Great. work, you know, <laughs> yeah. just work Great. for the day. So yeah. I don't really need to impress him at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then handing it out into the wider world, is that, do you feel, do you get nervous about that or are you quite calm and you feel like, well, I, I'm really pleased with myself, so it's fine? Um. I guess I'm I'm not really nervous about it because I feel I feel really confident about the music and I think that you know my team and I worked really hard to just I don't know to like try to represent the songs in a way that I felt really proud of um yeah. I I worked with a few music like music video directors and kind of like tried to really get a beautiful visual kind of going. Um, and I worked with a amazing photographer, Fairlight Hubbard, to just get like, you know, amazing images and, and photos and everything for the album. So um, I feel really good about it. I think the nervous, the nervousness is just like, is anyone going to hear it? You know, I just, yeah. it, that's the hard part because there's so much music out there, you know, it's really hard. That's to, the part is just not uh, in your hands. You yeah. know, like you said, there's there's an honesty and pride and all that work you put into it and yeah. you know you're you're at that point of being like no this is this is what we are this is who I am and then you go Anyone there? You know yeah yeah yeah, so. yeah absolutely I mean I I've definitely I've definitely done my part like yeah. as much yeah. as I possibly can I think so the uh, you mentioned the videos some of the stuff you've been posting the the visuals match. <clears throat> The song was so much. Yeah. So oh, well. thank you. Yeah, yeah I fantastic. really, really thought that. It didn't feel like, oh, we'll bang a video out for socials. We'll have to have a video because of some contractual reason. It was like... I love that video for Connections. It's yeah. great. It's so yeah. good with all the block colours and everything. Yeah. It's awesome. Thank you. So, yeah, thank yeah, you. It's nice to see the same amount of uh, kind of thought and kind of the sta those kind of audio stats we have in those tunes of the visual ones are still the same in the, in the video, you know. Great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was so fun dreaming up all that stuff, you know, just working with other creative people and um, just uh, yeah, like Griffin Davis is the one that directed Connection, and that was he was so open, you know. There's so many so many directors of things or producers that like have their idea and they just kind of keep driving and it's like well you know this is kind of my song um yeah. but he was just so open you know like he sent me an idea for that for that song and I was like this is really cool but I think it's kind of dark like it feels a little too dark and mm. not really the feeling of this song like this song is it's about yearning but it's also happy you know it's like 
I have something with someone that I'm really happy yeah. about and proud of. Yeah. And um, I really want that to shine through. And he was like, yeah, totally. And we just worked so well. I spent months, like we have these shops called Goodwill where people, you know, you just like give your old stuff away to, to these shops and um, they sell them for really cheap. So anyways, it's um, like a consignment shop. I spent months shopping in Goodwills, buying all kinds of colorful outfits for that video. It was so fun. That's <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Good. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. I, I was just uh, doing exactly the same thing, but not for a music video, for my yeah. son to dress up as Mad King George tomorrow. So, oh, yeah, I've just been... <laughs> Quite a similar yeah. vibe in yeah. many ways. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bought all kinds of yeah. things. The oh, woman in the shop yeah. was like, really? You're not going to fit into those red trousers, yeah. my dear, but never mind. <laughs> that was a beautiful piece of art. You have to do Charming. a lot of sifting, a lot of sifting. Yeah. I, mean, I, bought, I bought these pants. I bought these oh, pants. So, you know, they're very red, speaking of red trousers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're considerably nicer than the ones I picked up for Henry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a level of patience that you have to bring mm -hmm. to the shops. Oh, there? yeah, yeah. Really yeah. So you've got to psych yourself up. Like, right, we're going in. And be willing to fight people as well, I think. Yeah. Where there's new, you know, if there's a real price piece, you have to be willing to... Yeah, you have to really get your elbows ready, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was reading something you were, when you were talking about high fives, um, and you were saying something about elaborate dance moves, and I'm just hoping <laughs> that you bring those onto your tour, and I'm really hoping <laughs> that you make Phil do some of these. Oh, <laughs> I would love that. I would love that, Phil. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to have a separate email. This is, this, is, this is the confidential stuff that cannot go on podcast. That's right. I mean, it's something like a, you were, I think you were saying that there was something like a 10 minute routine ending with some high fiving going on. And yeah. I just think I can see it. Yeah. Bring it, bring it to the UK. Come yeah. on. No, no budget will ever stretch high enough <laughs> to make me do that. I believe it. I believe yeah. it. That wasn't in our contract. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like tonight at three AM like scrolling through all our old emails. Like she hasn't mentioned anything about the doctor, so yeah. I'm sure yeah. we can mock one up. It's on the phone yeah. to the MU. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 album's so much uh it seems so much lighter and happier and there's a the connections connections I was loving how it felt a positive song about a phone. Yeah. Like, everyone's Everyone's so easy to slam on socials and slam on phones, and obviously, like all those arguments are valid. But you know, I was like, "Oh, this is nice. It's like a good one." You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was quite quite a unique angle, I think, to kind of go down that and celebrate that. Yeah, well, know, it's, that whole thing. It's a mixed bag, you know. I think yeah. um, that that song in particular is like it's it's both saying. Well, in my perspective of all of it is just like um, the futuristic kind of place that we have found ourselves in from where I grew up. You know, it's like um, I could have never believed I would be staring at a rectangle in my hand, you know, looking at a video of someone that, you know, was hours and hours away from me uh, in real time. Yeah. Uh, I could have never imagined virtual reality being a thing um, and just all of it. it. It feels like it feels like the future, you know, so yeah. I think yeah. that's, yeah. that's really what I kind of wanted to touch on with modern age um, a lot 
just um, the fact that it's I am in this weird future kind of looking at my past and um, taking stock as to where I, you know, all the things that have changed. Um, and it's so really did you strange. Have that? It, yeah, well, absolutely. I was just going to say, did you have an idea when you started writing the album? Did you have that kind of overarching theme that you were going to do or with, as you were writing the songs, did it sort of come together and you start seeing those themes coming out? Um, when I started writing for the album, I wasn't really writing for the album. You know, I was right. just, I was yeah. writing songs and um, I, I, I kind of just started, I guess, just like picking some of the songs that I was writing and deciding, yeah, I, I like that one and I like that one and I like that one. And then, and then a theme did start to develop um, for sure. Yeah, yeah, just I think, you know, being a parent, being a parent of two kids um, growing up in the 80s and 90s and um, seeing how different the world is now. Um, some, you know, some things are better and some things are worse. And just, I would say, overall more complicated. Um, yeah. And, I spent yeah. hours just bouncing a ball against a wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was me being the eighties. I can tell you, it's just yeah, wall and wall. Yeah, there's, an, then, app, there's an app you can do that on. Now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there's yeah. something there's something so beautiful about that, right? Just like yeah. how mindful that activity can be. <laughs> yeah, I, would you say you're quite a modern person? Do, I mean, do you have a paper diary still? That's my mark. Yes. Oh, for sure. I have Good. a paper calendar still. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's excellent. Yeah. Oh, well yeah. done. Good. I love mean, that. Jill, yeah. Jill said something to me on a Zoom call a few months ago, and I didn't flag it at the time because I didn't want to say anything weird. I didn't want to be like, I don't think we were there yet. <laughs> but, but I was just like, oh, I'll just send you a message on WhatsApp. And you were like, oh, I must get WhatsApp. And I was like, <laughs> I was just like, I was like yeah. how do you live without WhatsApp? Like, I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> Yeah. I don't Absolute know. Absolute trendsetter. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You are a trendsetter. Just, no, you are. You're oh. too cool for I'm too cool for WhatsApp. I'm not joining the club. I'm not too yeah. cool. Yeah, good for I'm you. just I don't know. I'm all the all the things. It's just so complicated. I yeah. can't keep up with it all, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't I don't really don't want to. I think yeah, that's no, the I, other thing. I respect, I respect that. Yeah. 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 Well your kids will be doing that, won't they? I mean that's Oh, for the thing. sure. They already are. I mean for yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It's. It is a more complicated time. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd love to talk to you about your your writing. Uh, I heard you on a podcast the other day. I think. I think I'm going to get the name wrong. It was for a, a, a big show which we don't have over here that you were at the theme tune for. Oh. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, is, is it, it Winona Earp? Yeah. The Earpers. Yeah. 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 That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they, they obviously played. You, you'd written the theme tune for it. You spoke a bit about, I think it was a tune you'd just done for like a library thing and it got picked up. Mm -hmm. How do you, obviously, as we mentioned and as, as we know, like there's such an honesty and a, such a, an openness about your own music. How do you find juggling those two hats of sort of being like, oh, this is just a tune we can put out there and someone wants to pick it up or, and then saying, no, this is, this is about, you know, me. This is how I feel. This is my thing. How do you find those yeah. two sort of things? Well, I think that um, I I think there's a little bit of me in every song I write, even though it mm. may not be like this is directly about someone I know and this is directly about me. Um, there's always a little bit of 
you know, my interests in the songs totally. that I write. And so um, Tell That Devil is a song that you're referring to. That's and the one, it, yeah. yeah. it was the theme song for a show on the sci-fi um, network called Winona Earp. And, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of picked up. And we didn't write it for the show. And it's a very dark song. Um, it sounds great. I listened to it after it. So thanks. It. It's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's really yeah. cool. And I, I honestly, like the lyrics, I mean, I wrote it with two of my friends, Matthew Mayfield and Emery Dobbins. And but the lyrics were just kind of like pouring out, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's a, yeah, it's like a, a dark song. Um, kind of just about, you know, someone that had treated, treated, you wrong and just like a deal with the devil kind of thing, you yeah, know, like, great. yeah. Um, and I can totally relate to that. <laughs> you know? yeah. I can totally, yeah. I can yeah. totally relate to all that darkness and creepiness. I love yeah. that stuff. You know, yeah. I love, yes. I love like the walking dead and just, I don't know, yeah. like all the, <clears throat> the creepy, creepy shows. So I'm, I'm into it all. You are listening to Three in a Bar. In a we bar. talk to musicians about their life. If you like this show, you can give us five stars on iTunes. Or a cast or other things like that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah. I'm, I'm into it all. Great, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, such an amazing kind of two hats to have. Yeah. You know, I can think of loads of amazing artists who just can't, don't have that skill to kind of write for a thing or, mm. you know, everything is such poured out of their soul, which is amazing. Yeah. And at the same time, I know loads of people who can bang out a cheer. Oh, you need that? How long is it? Done, done, done. Which is such a skill, but if there's anything of any sort of personality. It's just, it's never there. So yeah, such an amazing skill yeah, to have. Such a crossover. Yeah, such a crossover. It was used in Nashville as well, wasn't it? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. It and was, it was it sang by Hayden, I don't know if I'm going to say her name wrong. Panettiere? Panettiere? I don't yeah, know how you say it either. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but was that yeah. quite strange hearing her singing it then as well? Yeah, it was actually used in Nashville first, um, oh, and it was it? it was so cool. It was and and no one ever talks about that. In fact, I always forget it too. But it was used um, in the show. She was playing a live concert, and it's kind of awesome. Like yeah. it was in a live concert, and she was playing with this huge band, and she had dancers like you, Phil. Um, she had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving that this is now a Edit truth. Edit this part out. Um, yeah. Stop she, recording. She had, 
<laughs> she had dancers and they were dancing to the song and it was awesome. And they were all like male dancers in like these really tight, from what I remember, in these tight leotards or something, like these really tight outfits. So I loved it. It was great. It gets better. Finding this question. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got a different plan. Yeah. yeah, don't worry, Phil. I've already ordered um, some tight, tight dancing <laughs> costumes in your size. Oh. I don't need any more. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where are you playing? I'm going to get tickets to all yeah. of them. Yeah, suddenly, the show, all the shows are sold out amazingly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What you said in that podcast, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's that's really cool. So, what happens in that situation? Do they call you up in advance and say we're going to do this, and or was it? That because that was it live. Had you written it as a kind of song that you put out there, a kind of a library setting? I don't know if I'm using the right terminology. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. yeah. So um, I had a, a a sync team, someone that mm. you know that I um, that pitches my songs for film and TV, and yeah. um, they their job basically is they get calls. Um, they get emails and things of shows needing certain types of songs. Um, we need a um, a female song that's kind of has this theme and it's going to be used for this scene and they'll have it all kind of written out and they'll just pitch songs that they have in their catalog. So, or, or, or have people write, you know, write for some. Yeah, yeah. So, so you knew in advance then that this was going to be coming up, did you? Or, I did or was it. A surprise. I did oh, actually. No, we cool. we just wrote the song very organically. Yeah, yeah and then it was used. So, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. Yeah, Amazing. lovely. Yeah. So think about touring then now coming up. Um, do you feel like I guess because you when you record an album, obviously you you're honing it and you're getting it just right, just how you want it. Then when you take it out on tour, does it feel like that? album kind of evolves and changes a bit and is that what you're looking to do with it or are you quite good at I don't know if good's the word or do you kind of stick with the same deal throughout yeah I think uh, you know I think songs evolve kind of naturally especially in different settings like if I was playing songs solo I would cut certain parts or I would change the melody in certain parts or whatever and if I'm playing with a band like I will be when I come to the UK and in the US um they'll they'll change too you know for whatever reasons like we'll decide well this instrument sounds better here or let's cut this you know this guitar part out here or whatever just to to make it flow and then every night everything is you know a little bit different just because it's um it's exciting Yeah, yeah yeah I'm excited to I'm really excited to um just to kind of get playing these songs and I've played yeah. I've played um a few shows recently over here in the U.S. and um, with a full band. It's been really fun. We've just kind of been breaking out some of the new songs. I'd love to talk to you about your guitar playing. Yeah. It's really, we were, when when we saw you do that <clears throat> set, I think you were just, it was just you and you playing guitar yourself. And yeah. It really stood out. I remember me and, it was, I was with uh, Luke Thomas and Luke Barrett, and we were really talking about, it wasn't, oh, I'm going to play the guitar underneath. It was a real part of, you know, you really had a, your own thing on the instrument and it was a real part of the, you know, your sound. Where did that develop? Where did your, you know, where was, did you study it or have you just been playing forever? How did that, how did that journey evolve? You know? Yeah. Um, well, it is interesting cause I, I hear that a lot and I, <laughs> it's, it's funny because um, I think 
I think it's kind of developed along the way in a few different ways. Um, I think one of the biggest moves that I made kind of unconsciously to make my guitar playing a little bit unique was when I was pregnant, I had very strong fingernails, um, so strong that they were like a pick. I mean, it was like a pick. Um, and I just started using my fingernail only. Like I, I stopped playing with a pick and I have not played with a pick ever since because it feels foreign in my hands. It feels mm. like an extension that I don't like. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it feels unnatural. So my finger and my fingernail feel very natural to me. And so when, you know, when you're, when you're, pregnant you take prenatal vitamins and they make your hair and your skin and your nails like <laughs> really nice and, yeah. and and strong so my fingernails were very strong um and then after I had Nico my son who's now 14 um uh I just started putting a fake fingernail on this oh. this finger um and I have done that ever since I don't know it's just um kind of kind of my thing I guess yeah it's so great when you find something that just makes everything fall into place and feel natural yeah it's great isn't it it's such a and it can be such a small thing or you know in this instance like something where it's actually part of you rather than this extra unnecessary thing getting in the way yeah are we allowed to talk for one minute about gear about gear yeah sure yeah I thought you said beer at first (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um (laughs) I'd love to know where, a bit, bit about that amazing guitar you've got. Oh yeah, like where you got it from, or yeah. it's a bit of history on it. Yeah, I mean, I'll just, I'll just tell, tell Verity. Like, Jill turned up and pulled out this ridiculous vintage Gibson, oh, and wow. everyone in the room was like, "Did you fly that over? <laughs> what are you doing?" <laughs> like, all the horror stories we've heard on airline, and you yeah. were so like, "Yeah, it's fine. Like, it should be all right." <laughs> no, was, yeah, it's just, just my guitar. We we're all like. Nobody moves. Yeah, don't touch the guitar. Yeah, Yeah, I was worried one of you guys was going to steal it. To be honest, I was considering it. Yeah, you're right to be worried. They are dodgy as hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I I got that guitar. So I had a friend that lived in New Hampshire, um, which is in New England, New England, Um, and um, he had a guitar. It's it was a a Gibson LG two, I think, or something. And it was just, it was a small bodied guitar and it just sounded so good. Um, mm-hmm. and I played his all the time and he told me I was up there visiting and he told me, Hey, I heard that there's a sh- like this shipment of, um, vintage Gibson guitars that just came into the guitar shop um, over in Stratum, New Hampshire. (laughs) And so we drove straight over there and sure enough, there were a bunch of old vintage guitars, Gibson guitars. Amazing. And I just picked, I picked, you know, there were probably like two or three of those guitars. I picked one up, played it. I was like, "Mm," picked another one up, "Mm," picked another one up. And I was like, yes, this one is like butter. It just feels so good you just know right you just know yeah, yeah. You, um you were yeah. so in, in sync with that instrument yeah and even like seeing you it was like it really felt like that is the instrument you had to be playing yeah it, and I'm sure you can I'm sure you sound great on every but it was like wow I, I knew that 
you know, that was, and you even said, oh, this is really my only guitar, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and when you guys were talking to me about, oh, you didn't fly that over, did you? And I was like, yeah. And, you know, it is funny. I am pretty chill about most things. Like, I would be devastated. I would be devastated if that guitar yeah. was broken or stolen or lost. But I guess my my other thought is, well, this is my guitar. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, this yeah. is, it's like, it's, it's just what I play. And, you know, it's like, I don't. It is hard. It is kind of hard to imagine playing something else because it's just like it's, you know, it's like bringing a part of me with me. Yeah. Yeah. So. And actually, you only really realize how much you love it. And when something bad nearly happens. That, yeah. is, that is so true. Yeah. yeah. I threw some keys at my cello by accident the other day. Oh. And it was nearly a complete write off oh, disaster. No. So, oh. Yeah. Suddenly it struck me that it's yeah. gone 100, over, you know, 100 and some years. Being yeah. okay, and I could wreck it. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, Jill, we were wondering if you'd be happy to play us something. Yes, I would. Yeah, that would be amazing. <clears throat> With the guitar. Here's the guitar right here. Oh, oh yeah. Do you know what year it is? <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah, it's um let me think about this. I always get this wrong, Phil. I think it's a in the forties. It's either in that the forties or the fifties. I can't remember. I, I always I always say it wrong. I think it's either fifty one or forty one. Either way it's expression. We should mute ourselves. We're gonna mute. We? We're gonna mute. Yeah. Okay. All right, sounds so good. We can talk about you, no, <laughs> Yeah, please do. I'll be I'll be reading your lips while I play this. <clears throat> All right, so this is um, this is a new song. Excuse me, that I have a little bit of a cold right now, but um, this is a new song from Modern Age, and um, I don't know when this is coming out, but this one comes out uh, as a single, June fifteenth. So it's called Wrong Place, Wrong Time, and it's. Um, it's kind of about um, just gratefulness and how some people are really good at gratefulness and some people are not.
Gorgeous. Thank you so much. So nice to hear you do that without the to see on your own. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah it's fab. And how nice to have the options to to do that because I guess um you must have a number of shows just you and the guitar still do you? Yeah. Um, I have done a lot just solo, but um, I will say, and I I do love playing like that, but um, I'm very excited about playing <laughs> with a band and like kind of making that my lane, like. Just yeah. doing that as much as I possibly can because it's so fun. The energy it brings is so great. But yeah, I I do. I love playing solo as well. It's it's kind of a it's a very different experience, and I think it it allows for a lot of creativity, kind of just in the moment, which I really love. There's a lot to be said for not having to check in with anyone when you have an idea. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You, you can't make those. You can't you know make those calls to five people in a band when you've you know oh let's try this it's not possible you know? yeah I mean I I'm having to you know now that I'm playing with a band more I'm having to kind of yeah edit myself a bit like as far as my the things that I sing um because I'll do a bunch of different uh melodies and <laughs> my friend who is singing background vocals is like wait what is happening right now this is not, <laughs> this isn't this isn't on the record <laughs> yeah 
But coming from a background, because you were in a couple of bands for a long time, very successfully for a long time. So striking out alone, did that feel quite daunting? Yes, very much so. Um, Yeah, I was in a band called the Everybody Fields, um, which was like a alternative country band. That's what we called it um, way back in the day. And um, I was in that band from about 2003 until 2009 or so. And we released three albums. It was a great run. We we did some really, really cool things. Um, and I quit the band when I was pregnant with my son, Nico. Um, and I really had no backup plan. I had no idea what I was going to do. Um, I was not imagining starting a solo career. It was just not part of my, I don't know. I just, I thought like that was that life and now I'm going to start a new life and I have no idea what this new life is going to be. And I was a new mom and, you know, um, that is just a time of complete confusion and identity crisis. At least it was for me. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I, I'm really good at, I'm really good at um, going towards other people's needs and kind of ignoring my own. It's just kind of my own it's something that I've had to really work on a lot and I still have a lot more work to do on in that realm. But, um, so when you have somebody that needs you all day long, I just would go to bed at night realizing like I did nothing for myself today. I had no direction whatsoever. Um, and so, yeah, I, it was very difficult. And then I was eating dinner with a a few friends of mine, musical musician friends of mine in Knoxville, Tennessee. And one of them looked at me and he said, Hey, why aren't you playing music anymore? (laughs) Just point blank. And I was like, (laughs) it kind of shook me out of this stupor. And I was like, I don't know. Cause I don't know. I don't know how. And he was like, well, I'm going to come over next week and I'm going to bring a a bass player and a guitar player and we're going to jam. And I was like, "Okay." (laughs) And then, I mean, it was it still like gives me chills to think about it um, because it was such a small thing, you know, for him to do and to say. And it made all the difference. It was like he pushed me over the line that I didn't even know I was standing at. And, um, and then he was in my band for years, you know, and, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of like you, Phil, it's like, I met you and you're like, Hey, you want to play? And I'm like, yeah, I do want to play. I want to play. So let's do this. So, yeah, I mean, it's just the, you know, yeah. So it was really amazing. And, and it just kind of progressed from there one step at a time. It's amazing that that one moment can like, you can identify that one moment, that one comment. Yeah. There's like such a huge change in your life, you know. Yeah, because it is so daunting when you are all alone and then all of a sudden you're surrounded by people and they are there to build you up and to make your songs sound full and, you know, amazing. So. Yeah, so we're talking about it, you know, as a solo career, but actually it sounds like you've been so well surrounded by supportive, creative people around you that actually it's not kind of like a isolated, it's quite the opposite of an isolating experience. It's true. Yeah, and I have I have a really 
great team too. I have my manager and um, there's several people that work in my management company that are just always, you know, just, just trying to like keep me going, you know, it's, yeah, it can be kind of tricky. It's amazing. A minute ago, you mentioned how naturally you're someone who is, you know, feels comfortable or enjoys doing things for other people. It's quite nice that for your own project, you've said it's such a team mm-hmm. who are doing things, something for you. You know, it's quite yeah. nice that that is the, you know, and I'm sure you're doing things for them and I'm sure it's a two-way street, but it's yeah. quite nice for that. That's one, like, real tangible thing you can be like, this was the teamwork that, you know, came for the album with my name on it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I, you know, the... I feel like I need a boss. <laughs> I do. Like, I just, I I am very driven. I'm a very driven person. But my my husband is in the military, and he always uses military terms. So one, one term that he uses that I always, um, that I always uh, really relate to is, um, all thrust and no vectors. <laughs> so it's like, it's yeah. like I have so much energy to go towards something or many things, but it's just like, where is it going to go? You know? Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's really helpful to have people kind of honing all of that energy in for yeah. or helping me hone it in. And I guess if you're, like you said, you're someone who does things for the people. Yeah. That part of you, you know, if you do say, right, I'm going to do my album this year or my, this is the thing I'm focusing on. If you feel that all those people are doing something for you, your natural response to someone else do things for other people will be that you'll do your bit and it's quite a good sort of... Yeah, symbiotic know, relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd just like to say as a side note, your merch is fantastic oh thank you i just you. saw some prints i'm a bit obsessed with merchandise oh <laughs> and that's really t-shirt. really funny i nearly wore my john andrews t-shirt oh, you should have done. i just don't play it cool <laughs> yeah. yeah well it's too late because you've now referenced it so yeah. that's gone out yeah. the window mate but, yeah um, yeah yeah uh it's so good but one step beyond the merchandise is the fact that you released a book that came out in line with your album 30s yes and that that's such a fabulous idea. I've been looking actually. I looked to see if we could, and I see that there are some available, so I shall be looking. But what an amazing thing to do! And was it? I mean, that seems like a mass. That seems like two massive projects happening at the same time: releasing an album and then writing a book. Did you? I, you must have just been flat out with that, weren't you? Yeah, it was a huge. It was a huge endeavor, um, a huge undertaking, and um, you know, there again. I surrounded myself with people that I really trust. Um, the f- there's, it's basically, <clears throat> it's um, yeah, it's a it's a book that I wrote for my album Thirties, and I wrote a, a like a short story, a very a very intimate personal short story for every single song on the album, and there are we did a photo shoot for every single song. So, and I worked with my friend Fairlight Hubbard who does all my photos. She's just amazing. Um, and it was quite, quite the undertaking, but it was, it was just a great way of, you know, putting the creativity and all the energy that I have into something that just is 
cohesive with what I'm trying yeah. to do, you know? And yeah. um, I I love to write. I love to write songs, but it also made me really fall in love again with writing stories. I, that was my first medium growing up. I would, I wrote so many stories just in my bedroom in my spiral notebook, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, it, I loved that. So in that process, you know, I would take my kids to school in the morning and I would just get in bed with my laptop and I would just write for hours until I'd have Amazing. to pick them up from school and that's what I did for months, just kind of, you know, hashing it out. That's, that's such an amazing thing to pair with an album yeah. at a time where, like, your sort of liner notes and aren't really a thing. And, mm. you, you know, so much of it's Spotify. I know you can, but, you know, sort of sleeve notes and things. But yeah, I quite like, I quite like the, the kind of the boldness of being like, and this is a part of that yes. thing, you know, rather than... Yeah. And it was, it was also just, I just felt like I had so much more to say. Um, because it was thirties was written about such a, such a hard, it was, it was a beautiful, but it was such a hard time for me. Um, and I just, as I was, I, I had the idea of writing the book when I was in the studio in my basement. Um, recording the album and we were getting close to being done and I was like we were listening to a song called The Party and I just was sitting there on the couch probably in my pajamas um and I had this vision of a photo that I would love to see being paired with the um the song and it was a photo of me sitting in a chair holding an infant with a party going on around me, but me just sitting there kind of like a mannequin, not noticing. And it just spiraled from there, you know? So yeah, music, music is so ethereal and weird and amazing and magical. And it's just, yeah, it's fun to be a part of it. Who were, who were some of your kind of favorite lyricists or, or, or maybe not even favorite who, can you, you know, identify like, oh, I listened to loads of whoever when I was younger and I think a lot of that's come out. Who are your who are your sort of references for that? Or your influences for that? Yeah, I think um in my college years I listened to a whole lot of Patty Griffin. Are you guys nice. familiar with her? She's, yeah, I think yeah, she's an. Amazing. Yeah, say yes. Just say yes. Yeah, just say yes. She's an amazing. Jill's going to test us. Okay. Yeah. Five. Yeah. The What's your favorite song, Phil? Yeah. yeah. Don't name any of the hits though. Yeah. <laughs> Lyric. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She is a fantastic songwriter. Um, let's see who else. Joni Mitchell um, is a huge yeah. influence. <sighs> I loved I loved listening to Wilco um, mm. and the Jayhawks yeah. and Whiskey Town. Um, who else? And I did mean, did you ever sort of study that? Like I, I know a few songwriters who've, and admittedly, it's been people who have said that the the lyrics are their weakness. They can sit behind a guitar or a piano all day and come up with ideas. But you know, I've got a few friends who, you know, one of my friends bought like Dylan's lyric book, the Joni book, and just sat and like, like they were doing an essay on it, you know, mm-hmm. just 
Did you, did you ever get into that? No. Or did you just not think that you observed? No, that's so great. I love that. It comes so much more naturally. You know? yeah. No, I don't have my highlighted Joni Mitchell no. uh, book behind me. But yeah. no, I, I, I haven't. But um, I, you know, I, I guess I studied in my own ways just by pouring, oh, yeah, pouring into true. it, you know, and just listening yeah. over and over and over. And uh, you know, listening to like the Indigo Girls and learning how to sing all those harmonies and everything yeah. was a, a great study for me in my own way. Yeah. Do you listen to much when you're writing? Or no, no. I don't really. Yeah, no. um, I think yeah, I'm Meredith saying that a few composers I know don't do that. that always, the first time I heard that, it blew my mind. Yeah, just no other externals, and it sort of makes sense. No other external yeah. sources. Well, you know, there, there always, there are, are always external, you know, voices kind of coming in. Mm. Um, it's definitely not writing in a vacuum by any means, but um, there are, there are always the, those external in, inspirations. But um, I don't actively try to listen to a lot of stuff. Mm. I don't know. Are you finding that your kids uh, are sort of taking board and listening to the same kind of stuff as as you, or um, they kind of struck out because mine have? <laughs> <laughs> um, my daughter, who is almost seven, uh, she loves music and she listens to all kinds of of everything. You know, um, she has a CD player in her room, just like love that. Yes, yeah, it's, good for her. It's really sweet. So that's great. Yeah, I mean, we saw we went to see a singer songwriter um, the other night, and um, we bought her CD. And Falcon was so excited to get home and just put it in. She's been listening to it ever since. I mean, she just oh, that's amazing. She Brilliant. loves it. So that's that's her thing. Every night she listens to a CD, um, and my son is he just is kind of like music not yeah, yeah. I don't like music it's too cool it's I, yeah. I don't know what it is I think he's just he's um way more into the other side of the brain the math science tech kind of brain yeah. um than I am and that's great he's really really into all that um but he yeah he's a funny one he just doesn't he just not interested in music for whatever reason <laughs> So interesting. Yeah, exactly like my two. Really? Yeah, my younger, much more so than my other one. Yeah, he's he's a real science tech head as well. Yeah, great because you know hopefully he'll learn a whole load of money and keep me. (laughs) Yeah, when I exactly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Jill, I'm really aware that we have to let you go to another. I think you have another appointment shortly. So we we are so delighted that you could spare some time to chat. And also. You're coming to, well, I know you're going to be in the UK, selfishly, when's your London date? Can I, I can, tell I can tell you that okay. right now. I'm so glad and my where? tour manager's on this, uh, <laughs> yeah. this call. I do have my calendar pulled up, but you probably have it better in there than I do. Why don't you talk about Long Road while I find the... Uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's um, October 4th. I'll be in London. Oh. Yeah. Yes. So, right. um, so we're playing the Green Note. Yes, the Green, green Note. note. Yeah, Come in, on. in oh. Camden. Great. Yes. Yeah, so... And other other venues, well, while we're here. Yeah, yeah, push. yeah, please. We're doing Manchester on the 2nd of October, Found on the Wall. Great. Uh, <laughs> on the 3rd, we're in Cardiff at Acapella. London, Green Note on the 4th. Southampton, the 1865 on the 5th. Uh, we're in Wales doing the Blue Sky Cafe on the 6th. Glasgow, 
Classic Grand Social Lounge. Oh, that sounds good. And on the 8th, we're in Liverpool at the Liverpool Philharmonic. Oh, amazing. Yeah, very exciting. Brilliant. Oh, you're so good. Nice. <laughs> well, that's going to be fantastic. And I will definitely try and come along to your London date. Yeah, please that do. I'm really be, looking forward to it. I would love to hug you um, in real yes. life. Yes. Um, Me too, and I will like wear hugging. some spangly outfit, and I will learn a dance routine. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> so we get on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and yes, I will be also coming to the Long Road Festival in August, okay. which I'm very, very excited about. When I was when I was touring over in the UK, everyone kept saying, "You have to come to the Long Road. You have to come to the Long Road." And I was like, "What's the Long Road? I want to come." <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so I got asked to play, and I'm very excited. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's an epic year for Long Road this year. There's loads of amazing, amazing people. Oh, really? So, Yay. Yeah. It's going to yes. be so fun. So it's going to be very cool. Oh, God, yeah. that's very exciting. Oh, well, brilliant. Good luck with the tour. Good luck with the album release and the singles and everything, really. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. It's been Same. a pleasure talking to you guys. And thanks for playing for us as well. Yeah, stunning. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Jill. What an amazing chat. It was lovely. And it's so great that she sang for us. I know. Amazing. I, I felt like it was like having a little private concert. Yeah. She has really such great. a gift for doing those solo acoustic things. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel like, like I said, in the thing, I think in the chat, it doesn't feel like she's just wanging them out playing a guitar. No. It's a different different performance it's amazing really is and she just went straight into it there's like no bother is there she's just no yep. hassle she just did it yeah it was stunning bish bash bosh pro yeah what a pro um so now i'm really sorry that i got into the whole chat about choreography and sparkly leotards how are you feeling about this i mean it's fair to say i'm feeling very anxious about it now <laughs> And like, you know, <laughs> I have only met Jill once in the in like in real life. Oh, and, yeah. So so there's a chance that she thinks that's happening now. <laughs> when you met her in the real life, yeah. did you do any kind of dancing? Funnily enough, I didn't actually. <laughs> no. Um Oh, this is too good. I just can't wait. I'm hundred percent coming to that gig on the fourth box. Maybe over. maybe this is gonna be the selling point and I just don't do it. Just oh no! Because Don't you know, I'm only in it for the money. As long as we sell the tickets, that's all I'm there for. God, <laughs> that's what music's about. It that is that's that's yeah. what I hope everyone has learned from this podcast. Yeah. yeah, it's purely about the money. Yeah, make it rain. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I I hope I haven't stitched you up, but I sort of hope I have as well. Thanks, appreciate in it. Equal measures. Very kind they're going to be great gigs though. they're going to be amazing gigs yeah? yeah we've got an amazing band it's uh, oscar reynolds on drums and andrew jones who's playing keyboard and possibly a bit of guitars as well yeah. who are two of my two of my absolute faves well um, oscar reynolds is like a sort he's your of, sort of son sort or something isn't he? yeah yeah i keep saying this wouldn't it be awful if i got it all wrong i asked him about it today he had no knowledge no of who knowledge. you were at no, all because he wouldn't you no see. he did i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> did he though <laughs> he said he said how did you find that out and he oh, looked very upset no. the I'm, secret's out i'm sure he's upset yeah. i feel like that that is like a cousin once removed kind right. of situation right. but i have never met him it's since child since he was a child well you can meet him at the on the on, on the on the tour yeah because i believe that he used to live like a he used to live very close yeah yeah Oh, poor guy, because I, I feel like a sort of weird distant stalker. Yeah, which is fair. That seems <laughs> it's appropriate. About right, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that checks out. 
Yeah. Oh, no, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm sad to have missed some of your gigs recently. I was going to come along with, with your cousin to a gig, and I'm really disappointed because she had some oh, yeah. big plans for that. Mm, well, <laughs> you were disappointed I was not. <laughs> It'll happen, Phil. It'll happen. Well, let's see. Um, thank you so much for coming co-hosting Thank you for this. having me. I loved it. It's been great. Well, come back again. I'm yes, please. Sure let's hope, let's sure hope that Seb will. gets some more nice gigs. <laughs> Done, done great out of this i'm sure he's also sitting back and feeling the same to be honest yes yeah, there's no losers here <laughs> apart from the audience uh, yeah. well if you've stuck with it this long and after this many episodes then thank you but also yeah. extraordinary yeah work. And, and are you okay <laughs> can you reach the off button is that the problem <laughs> there's other podcasts <laughs> there are but you know come this on this yeah, must this be in the, at least the top 150 music based chat podcasts with a cellist and a another <laughs> when you put it like that <laughs> i don't even think it probably is <laughs> look let's wrap this up shall we um back again very soon probably next week possibly not and thank you for listening thank you for listening bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.